Bang. Bang, bang. Bang. Wow. Bang, bang. bang. Uh, uh, what's up, Andrew? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Ben? I'm great. Thank you for asking. Just watching this Coastal Carolina game, Joe Shenclear. You and me both, brother. What a blessing. Yeah, I, got him. Got him at, I got him at minus five, so this is easy money right here. I, I, for one, am shocked that you bet on this game, Ben. You bet on a sports game on a weekend? I don't gamble. I don't gamble much. I don't get out very often, so I don't gamble much either. Yeah. Um, I just kind of sit around and do nothing. It's a beautiful lifestyle, though, Ben. I uh, I just took a rip of pot, got a glass of wine on the rocks. Love that. Ooh. We're having a fucking night here in Denver, I'll tell you that. Rob's white coming or... over later. Oh, wow. White or red? You got white or red on rocks. Red blend. Ooh. Wow. You're I'm just fancy. You fancy, I'm, huh? I don't drink room temperature anything. Sure. So, <coughs> Excuse me. I, I'm aware that it's not traditional to put cubes in ice, although some. Um, no, I mean, I get it. I just like cold beverages, period. No, I understand. That makes sense. I um, no disagreement there. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I totally get it. Uh, before we go on, I think we should just get to the point about Rico Gathers already and just <laughs> give him a shout out and, you know, give his family a shout out before we go on any farther. So, you know, that's a great call, Ben, because I would have definitely yeah. forgotten this week. Yeah. Um, Rico Gathers, is he still trying to play anywhere? We need to we need to get our facts straight before the next podcast as to what he's up to. Where in the that's world great... is Rico Gathers? I'll I'll find out for you. I'll give you a report next podcast. Sounds good. All right. Uh, we've got, first of all, to let, let everyone know, it's uh, October 20th, 2021, 6.21 p.m. Mountain Time, 5.21 Pacific. On a Wednesday night, back to our normal schedule. I also uh, got... did want to say maybe we should start saying 8.21 p.m. for William on the East Coast as well. Yeah. The East Coast gets plenty of love when it comes to time zones. Like they get just, their time zones. You know, like, I just, I just don't want William to feel left out when we start announcing time zones and his equation. No, I understand, uh, but I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's okay. He's a, he's a, well, he's, he's a grown boy. I'm sure he's okay. I'd have to assume he listens in the mornings because we don't publish this until very late on the East Coast. I have to guess. Um, but you know, I appreciate that. We're trying to include everyone. Uh, for what it's worth, it's 721 in the central time zone, if anyone happens to be there at this Ooh, moment. I like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we're back, Ben. We are back. Uh, we we're podcasting. We've got Anthony Forenzi coming on later. Should be an Fired electric interview. Fire I, haven't even, I haven't even looked at all the questions that are at the bottom of the interview sheet. It's just going to be an absolute entertainment fest. Um, should we get to the Taco Bell takeaway of the week, Ben? Absolutely. <clears throat> Let's just get right to it. I want to say that uh, I'm very upset with Taco Bell lately. Um, that commercial that you told me about, I've now seen a mm-hmm. hundred times since you mentioned yeah. it. It really just bums me out. I really want to see them you know, know. fall in love on it, the beach. And... It was fun like the first couple of times, and now I'm like, okay, well. And and like the yeah. reality is, Ben, like had they just planned ahead, they could have gotten a taco 12-pack to go and then ate them on the mm. beach together while making love. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, I'm a planner. Have you ever so eaten? But... Have you ever eaten Taco Bell tacos while making love? No, I have not. Like in bed. Interesting. Just nope. curious. Nope. Nope. That, okay. I don't like the combined 
bed and I understand. Personally. I understand. Yeah, understandable. Um, and then you combine that with Taco Bell, and you've got fucking Oof, farts coming lot. out the wall. Yeah, you know. that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of <clears throat> anyway body um, fluids and sweats and good oh, stuff. Hot. Talk about takeaway <laughs> of the week uh, for me. Ben's gonna be the AFC playoff <clears throat> race. Uh, absolute electricity. Thanks for that mm. great Monday night game between the Bills and the Titans. Um, not only those two teams, you've got the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders from the AFC West. No offense to the Broncos. They just aren't that good. Yeah. Um, and all four teams are in play from the North. And, and not to say the Broncos aren't in play for the playoffs, because they are. But yeah. all four teams from the AFC North, the Steelers have bounced back a bit, so they don't think mm-hmm. they're great, but they're trending in the right direction. Ravens might be the best team in the AFC at five and one. I mean, record wise, they are. Uh, Bengals four and two. Browns three and three. Very beat up, mm-hmm. but that's just a very strong division. Yeah, and you. Uh, you combine that with with again Bills, Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Titans. That's just a great mix of uh, experience, kind of stalwart teams that are there a lot, and, and some young young up and coming teams like like the Bills, like the Chargers. Um, like the Bengals, like the Browns, things like that. So um, I fucking love football, Ben. That's the bottom line. I love that answer. It's a great answer. Um, I'm curious. Would, there, would you put you the – I mean, I guess I probably wouldn't put the Patriots there. Would you put the Colts up there maybe just in case? Or no, I'm not Colts I think, guy. I think the Colts have a shot. Um, yeah. They've been playing better now. Beating Houston badly doesn't tell me anything. But I think the fact that they're in that division sure. and the Titans – while I like them, you know, aren't all that great either. Yeah. And so susceptible to losing. I think the Colts have plenty of opportunity to to make some waves in that division. Uh, I absolutely would not put the Patriots in this discussion, but I'm I, a yeah, I, loser. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that They're was my team. fault. That was my fault. I don't know why I haven't yeah. brought that up in the first place. They have so. no fucking shot this year. Yeah, no, I understand. Oh shit. Oh, is that Gigi? Yeah, she is. Oof. She's fired up. Ooh, fired up like oh, me. Boy. Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> oh, boy. JJ. All right. So, my talk about take of the week. The Cardinals are real, and that kind of fucking sucks for, you know, the Hawks. and ah, It just sucks. But, you know, Cardinals are for real. Um, that Did this week def- prove something different to you well, than you've I think- seen in past weeks? I, a little bit. I thought that going on the road, East Coast against, mm-hmm. uh, I thought a pretty good Browns team. Um, East Coast is a strong statement for Cleveland, but I like it. I've had this discussion before, and I get what you're saying, but East Coast time. East Coast time is what I'm getting at. Um, yep. And just traveling like pretty much across country. That's like a six-hour flight. Not the easiest flight. Um, but also what I was thinking was – Southwest, hey, that's cramped. that's tough. That's tough. Um, but I was also thinking without Cliff Kingsbury, um, they were missing Chandler Jones. They were missing, I think, multiple starters on defense. They were missing tons of assistant coaches and their owner, or not their owner, but their general manager. <laughs> and they still beat the brakes off the Browns in Cleveland. Yeah. So um, I thought that they were already good. Mm-hmm. I just think that they're like legit, like undefeated like Super Bowl contender team now. You know what I'm saying? I do. And I do want to point out that four of their six wins have come on the road. So they have proven some nice yeah. stuff on the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like, you know, you factor that in with the fact that the NFL wouldn't let Zach Ertz play two games in one week. Hey. Another piece yeah. missing, you know. 
Yeah. I um, just, you know, I just, I guess, like, I was just like, okay, it's time for the Cardinals to, like, lose a game and prove that they were just, like, as good as, like, every other, like, one, one loss. Right. You'd think they would slip up at some point. Yes. But no, was. they're, yeah. they're, like, legit, I think, the best team in the NFL. And you know who they I mean, play this week? Uh, remind me again. I remember who it was, but oh, the Texans. Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, Kyler's probably maybe play like maybe play three quarters. Like, yeah, they shouldn't do much though for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's at home too. Cardinals. Cardinals. They've been a big topic of the season. Number one in a lot of people's power rankings. Number one in a lot of people's hearts, especially Nick Snyder. Mm -hmm. I love watching them play. I love their team. I think Ertz is a nice addition. Because uh, tight end is definitely a, a weakness on their team. Although I know Arians doesn't use the tight end a ton, but I think Ertz is going to have a nice little impact. Let's uh, let's transition App right to the state. Just recovered an onside kick. How do you feel about that, Ben? That was a nice kick. I don't nice feel kick. great about it since I do have Coastal. Yeah, we're early it. though. Yeah, that is a really what are we, nice in the second quarter. Yeah, that's a yeah, really nice fine. kick. Jesus. Okay. I mean, well, never yeah. underestimate the heart of a mountaineer. That's for sure. Um, ben, week six scores and recap. The people aren't watching this coastal game. They won't be by the time they listen to us. Um, Central. You and I played against each other this week, Ben. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest. I was a bit worried uh, about a trap game. I was a bit worried with the momentum that you had been building lately. Uh, I was a bit worried about Khalil Herbert in general, just, you know, the future of the league from Virginia Tech. Um, But instead, I decided to win by over 100 points, and so that was cool. Uh, 161 and a half versus 56. Your team had a great fucking week. I mean, a huge week by your team. Like Leonard, (laughs) Cooper Biggest biggest week of the year. Gigi's fired up about it. This is on Yeah. No, we uh, highest scoring team of the week, and that included three teams over 150. Highest scoring week for my team so far. Pushed all the red buttons. I'm fired up. Uh, Lamarvelous Llamas, 114. Bees Nuts, 84 and a half. You keep talking. GG's fired up about that game as well, and so am I. Uh, Lamarvelous Llamas moves to four and two. Bees Nuts, three and three. Darren Narwallers on a nice little run as well, four and two, uh, over Bellify Island now three and three. That was one hundred and twenty-five to one hundred and six. Uh, All Mahomes Ball continues to stack up W's in this Dynasty Kings league, one hundred and a half to sixty-nine and a half over Travis Hansen, five and one for All Mahomes Ball, three and three for the Santa Fe football team. The Golden Bandits another huge week. Thanks to Derek Henry, a.k.a. King Henry. Put some fucking respect on his name. 155 to 72 and a half over Scott's Tots. The free-falling Scott's Tots at one and five. And then the big matchup between two and three teams. Uh, William, Bill Bilicic, 156 and a half. Doubles up Maz Meatloaf, Nick Snyder, 75. William has won three straight games after starting 0 and 3. Momentum is strong. Kids fucking fired up. Uh, that brings us to our Geico game of the week. Fuck progressive. Uh, it is ironic then because we talked about Baker Mayfield being the best uh, oh, athlete actor, fuck. which I agree. And I know App State scored Ben, but that's okay. Um, but those progressive commercials are actually funny. Baker is actually funny. And I know. What, what gets me every time, Ben, and I know you've had a personal 
uh, experience with Progressive as an actual insurance company. I certainly have not had that. Um, but my whole thing is if they just got rid of the whole idea of flow and never went in that direction, they're like half their commercials are pretty fucking funny. Like not at Geico's level necessarily, but pretty freaking solid. And yet no, you're they've, not got, wrong. they've got the whole flow campaign, which is the most insufferable thing ever and makes me never absolutely. want to use their insurance. And Flo's therefore they just need to kind of stay in their lane and be like, Hey, this is what's Flo funny. Is, this is what's fucking annoying. Flow is truly a terrible person. A horrible person, a racist. Yeah. Uh, yeah anti-vaxxer, racist. Everything yeah. about her is awful. And I want to take this time to also shout out that uh, Dawson Knox is not a racist. That's confirmed. Uh, yeah, seems like a really we quality confirmed that dude. last week. Yep. S- Sellers a Catan fan. Yep. Just an absolute baller. <clears throat> he can throw a fucking two-point conversion with a broken hand. Just an absolute beast. I know the broken hand wasn't his throwing hand, but, you know. Yeah. What, I guess what, my, what source, a my source was wrong on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Um, Geico game of the week. Not a lot of options. Zach one twenty five, Joe one hundred six. This was the only game within twenty points this week. Wanted to highlight it. Zach, our defending champ, we always like to pay respects to him. Uh, he's on a two game win streak, four and two. Joe, uh, he's on a three game lose streak. Remember when we said three and zero? Oh, Joe mm-hmm. hasn't won a game since. Hate to see it. Um, and one thing I wanted to point out is, you know, a more bit like zero and three, Joe. Oh. Are you going to print those T-shirts as God well? Him. Uh Yeah, no, I, I yeah, no, those are those are on the press already. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll yeah. see when they're coming in. I mean, in general, just kind of wanted to highlight. You know, there was such a log jam in the standings last week, and again, as we continue to reiterate, a lot of time left. But a bit of a separation week, where now the top five consists of Rob, Anthony, myself, Bosco, and Zach. I think if you had gone into the season and kind of did a power rankings, those five teams would have likely been in the top six or seven for sure. Um, So they've kind of separated themselves this past week. You've got William, Joe, Daniel, Travis, all at three and three, the next pack. Maz Meatloaf still hanging on two and four. He's still definitely got a shot. And then Scott are kind of occupying the the basement there. But um, anyway, just a little bit of separation this week. We'll see if it ends up being a trend. It might not be. Uh, we know that, that both Daniel and, and Travis didn't have the greatest teams last year. They're not dealing with the greatest amount of depth. Um, so we'll see how that kind of continues with bye weeks starting to kick in, more injuries. Anyway, a lot of intriguing stuff. Should we get Agreed. to the superlatives, Ben? Please, let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to start with the week six superlatives. Best start. This time, it's rare, but we're going to pat myself on the back, Ben. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be Jalen Waddle. Uh, he had 10 catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. That's good for 24 points. Uh, I did have Zach Moss in my lineup for a lot of the week. Zach Moss is not a player I have confidence in, but he actually sure. puts up solid fantasy stats. Uh, I wanted to maybe go with a running back instead of a receiver. And then I thought to myself, Ben, Tua's back. The game's in London. I want something to root for in the morning. They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're obviously not good. So you know what? We threw him in the lineup with confidence, despite the fact that he had four points and 4.5 points in his last two starts. Gut feeling paid off. London, baby. Start of the week, Jalen Waddle. Have a day, kid. London, baby. Let's go. No, it was – I mean, I, I unfortunately watched that pretty much the entire game that morning. It was a great game. It was actually a good game, to be honest with you. I say unfortunately, it but it was actually it was actually kind of fortunately I watched that entire game. And 
mean, two um, Florida teams battling it out across the pond. Like, what else hey, could you ask for? Hey, it was competitive. And uh, your boy, Jalen Waddle, looked really good there. So, um, I think you knew that I was a Waddle guy. So, you know, I've I've always been a wild guy. So, yeah. um, I'm all for it. Let's, I love it. I love it. I mean, he's probably going to have a new quarterback soon. But, yeah, I love it. That's what I've heard. A lot of yeah, rumor mill. A lot of just denying rumors, of rumors, just, too. Yeah. Just some just some things going on. <clears throat> no big deal. Yep. Keep it moving, you know. I'm cool with it all. Whether Deshaun yeah. throwing it to him, Tua, Brissett. He's just a target. Well, monster, who's, that's all. Who's Deshaun throwing it to? to uh, who's Deshaun throwing it to? It could be Waddle. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh. Of all the names. I thought you were talking about some masseuses or something like that. Oof. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 All right. Cool. You want to talk about uh, your best start, Ben? Yeah, I do have a good one. Honestly, after Jalen Waddle, there wasn't a whole lot, to be completely honest with you. Um, so I chose a tight end because this is a tight ends league. And That's right. we thrive on tight ends in this league. So I chose our boy RSJ, Ricky Seals-Jones, on yep. Williams' gig squad. Uh, yeah, absolutely gig him. Uh, had 13 and a half fantasy points for Williams' squad. In a win, if I'm correct, right? Win. A win. big win. A big win. Uh, nice little pickup for William. Uh, I love it. Go RSJ. It's, uh, it's been an interesting revolving door at tight end for William. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dropped Hunter Henry at some point, which, don't get me wrong, I don't blame him for because Hunter Henry ain't shit. But, like, and then, then he say his name. to score. Yeah, and then say his name. Our favorite boy. I'm blanking. Dan Arnold, baby. Oh, Dan Arnold, right? Because I traded for him. him. Yeah, and that was, that was a little three-week replacement right there. I want to say he picked someone else up this week, Moali Cox. Yeah. Just a revolving door of tight ends <laughs> with Bill Belichick, and I love it. He's just trying it's to find a, that right piece. It's a tight ends league. It is a tight ends league. You just have to get hot. I mean, if you think about mm-hmm. it, both Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz were free agent pickups in this mm-hmm. league, which is a D-fast league with not a lot on the waiver wire. <laughs> So, you know, you just have to keep your eyes open at all times, Ben. Uh, as for as for the worst sit, um, I'm going to nominate this one as the worst sit of the fucking year. It's ben. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Joe Bellify, the Packers diehard, the kid that fucking cases during Packers games, benches his boy Aaron Rodgers, who owns the city of Chicago, and specifically the Bears, for Sam Darnold? Un- now, I, I, this I, is a Sam Darnold podcast. So like no, no disrespect there, but like, I'm sorry, but the Vikings to me don't sound like, oh, well, that's such a cupcake matchup that I have to start whoever quarterback is playing yeah. against them. It's not like the 14 Bears points for been... Darnold. Right. Yeah, the Bears just... defense has been just okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, Joe, Rod- on, Rogers Joe. you're better than outscored this. You're him by eight. This, Joe. It wouldn't have made the difference in the game ultimately, but, um, and, and quite frankly, Darnold's 14 points came late. Yeah. Let's not forget Joe, that. He was at if, single digits for a while. If you really feel like this about Aaron Rodgers, I'll throw you a third round pick next year. Yeah. And we'll just get it, we'll just get it moving. We'll get it going, okay? Let's get it moving. Speaking of Joe, you've got another worst set on your Yeah. <clears throat> I don't mean to pile on Joe here, but uh, Joe, Damian Harris sitting on the bench with 16 and a half points. Uh when Devontae Smith had four in your flex yeah. spot, bud. And that's that's, that's a clear starting running back for the Patriots, right? I mean I would think so, yes. Somewhat, um, still. I would think so. I get that the Cowboys' defense is solid, 
but yeah, I mean, it's still even, it's still even a that's starting, getting overblown though. Like it's still I understand. I get you. It's still a starting running back against a wide receiver who's been completely boom or bust and mostly bust. Let's be honest, because and I'm not blaming him. It's that offense right. is not good. Um, right. So I, I just it kind of another mind boggle. And Joe lost by how many points total? Less than twenty. That was our closest game of the week. Uh, so that's, he lost by that's nineteen eight points. That's yep. eight points, and that's and then sixteen and a half. half over so that's yeah. that's twenty and a half it's points right enough. there. You just have Joe. to press the right buttons, Ben. Joe. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how I feel about it, though. That, that's we how love you, you though. We love you, three. Joe. We love you, though. Yeah, hate to see it. Um, let's transition. Hate to ben. see it. Keep it moving. High opening performance of the week. Still looking for an e-letter sponsor. Not looking that hard, if I'm being honest. We um, had one last week, right? But then it got we got rid of it. Did we? No, Ease. sorry, we did. Ease. Wow, wow. Smoke. It's more not. Weed, it's not a national brand, but it's a local brand that you're working with. It, you're. Oh, that's, I think it's national. Oh, yeah, we got some. Are we fighting. Some, oh, yeah, we fight in this. What conference oh, are they in, Ben? In App State, South Carolina. Isn't this Sun Belt? Oh, I fucking love it. If it is, I fucking love the Sun Belt. It's fun belt action. Well, All right, so we're going to go with the ease <clears throat> eye-opening performance of the week. Uh, I'm going to start with a relatively obvious one, Ben, uh, and that would be King Henry. Um, he's a good football player. And yeah. It's funny because in week one, he had 17 carries for 58 yards, three catches, 19 yards. Everyone was Don't a little bit worried. what he did week two. Is, is this the year, me. you know, that he's falling off a cliff? I don't need to remind you. I just need to tell you, Ben, that the last five weeks, uh, all of Thank those you. games have been over 100. Three of those games, he scored three touchdowns individually in those games. So that's nine total over three games, an additional yeah. one in another game. Best running back in the league by a good margin. Uh, yes. Bosco brought up the GOAT talk. I'm not here to talk about his stats versus, you know, legends. He's got plenty of ways to go there. But – I think he is a GOAT in terms of everyone knows his high school prowess, that senior year game log, the fact that he was like the nation's leader in career rushing when he left high school, the fact that he's fucking 6'3", 250 is so fucking cool. Yep. His college career, was he the first Alabama player to win the Heisman or was that Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram, I think. Okay, but so he was I the second Alabama Henry's, player. Henry's year and career, in my opinion, was more impressive than Mark Ingram. So, so yeah. you combine that, high school, college, pros. This is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolute Absolutely. beast. Just, And then we'll talk with Anthony later about some trades, but just highway robbery to this point, giving up Saquon for, for Derek Henry. Stud. Um, quick honorable mention, non-fantasy related, Trayvon Diggs, a fellow Alabama Crimson Tide alumni. Just what a fucking start. I mean, sure, yeah. he's given up some catches. No <clears throat> cornerbacks are perfect because it's a tough league to, to defend in. Uh, but seven picks through six games. I think very clearly the defensive player of the year. And a guy that – a team that needed guys to step up on defense. A guy that needed to step up on defense. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of fun watching him. Plus he wears seven, which is the coolest lucky number in football. Go Love ahead, that. Ben. Love you going defense there. I love that. <clears throat> well, I'm going to pat myself. I've always a been bit. a defensive guy, Ben. No, I know. I know. I know. Trust me. I'm also going to pat myself on the back a little bit this episode as well. Um, my eye opening player of the week was Khalil Herbert um, in his first start of the week. And he, I think he exceeded expectations, if I'm 
you know, just being honest, um, had 17 fantasy points, had nearly 100 yards rushing on the ground for almost nearly averaging five yards per carry, and had a touchdown. Um, so that was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. Let's see what happens Very in the future, but I like him a lot. Um, honorable mention is Jalen Hurts. He's been steady as a rock this year, and it's weird to think that someone like doing so well in fantasy is doing so I mean not terrible in real life, but he's not doing good. He's not doing well whatsoever. Um but he's average I mean he's scored over twenty points in every game this season. It's incredible. Um, and just still putting up fantasy numbers. So Thursday was William, the epitome of it. It is what I'm saying. Like you you watch these games and you're like, damn, this is some ugly stuff. And then you look at his gaming log and you're like, damn, this dude's scoring nearly twenty five points a game. So, nice little find by William there. Absolutely. Ben, we're going to transition to the Grey Goose Egg of the Week. Mm, belongs to me this Grey week. Goose Vodka. It does belong to you, Ben. When's the last time you had vodka, Ben? Uh, when I went to Vegas a couple, like a month ago. Oh, okay. In a cocktail? Yeah, I was having some vodka sodas and some sewer drivers in the morning. Look at you. Okay. I'll be honest. I expected that answer to be like a couple of years ago, but I'm fired up on that. Um, I mean, you know, when it's a, when it's a, event, you're a cocktail drink. guy. I get it. When it's an event, you know, I'll drink. Anyway, we're going to give this award to Jalen Rager. Mm. Uh, that's on your team, Ben. <clears throat> now what's so funny, Ben, as I think I texted you earlier in the week uh, for context, he had three targets, zero catches, zero points. Two long pass interference penalties drawn, though. So that counts in the uh, – Just wanted to put that on there. You, you know, know, not the stat, but, but it did help the team oh, absolutely, somewhat competitive absolutely. in that game. Ultimately covered. Um, yeah. I swear, and I was probably drinking on Thursday, I swear I saw Jalen Rager make a catch. It must have gotten called back via penalty. I think it, it might have been a two-point conversion, maybe. No, no, it wasn't in the end zone. It was like a very clear mm, – I think anyway, it did get called I, I also want to make a quick note just because the co- commercial just came on. Peyton and Eli are coming back on Monday Night Football. I'm no longer as upset. Oh, for the Saints Seahawks. Seahawks. Wow. That's going to be a tremendous broadcast. Can't wait. ESPN 2, uh, 8 19 Eastern Time specifically. And we'll talk about that game a little bit more later, too. Yeah, we've got a big Ben's betting corner. I'm pretty excited about that segment coming up here soon. Quick shout out with the Great Goose Egg of the Week Award, Travis. Uh, Travis Hansen. Good friend of mine, a good friend of the show, big hardware guy. Uh, he started two players who ended up not playing. Granted, one of them was Dallas Goddard on Thursday night. Had COVID. You know, might not have seen that he was ultimately going to be out. I'll be honest, I forget who the other player was. Uh, but he had two guys that didn't score because they didn't play. However, his entire bench, in terms of flex players, non-quarterbacks, mm-hmm. only had 0.5 points total. Wow. Wow. So, like, he didn't have any other options anyway. Sure. Anyway, we uh, we want to send our prayers to Travis. Things are getting very thin at this moment in terms of his roster. Um, so, just keeping our prayers out for him. And no I one's going to win Travis. the – Sorry, Dad. I pray for Travis on a nightly basis, yeah. He's a nice guy, okay. good guy, so I pray for him on a nightly basis. Love that. I actually play him in two different leagues this week. Oh, wow. Um, we that. already exchanged, you know, some texts, just some good lucks. Everything, you know, very, very professional. Um, No Al Davis, just win baby award. 
lowest point total for a win was over 100. That was Rob. Not worthy of that award. Let's look ahead to week seven, Ben. And for the first time in three weeks, we get to actually talk about fab um, because we're doing the show on a Wednesday. So quick little recap here to run down. Scott's Tots, $30 for the Ernest Johnson proceeds to trade him for a third round pick to Nick Snyder. This is exactly what I told you to do with Devontae Booker, Ben. Now, I understand that Nick bid $90-plus on Devontae Booker, so it's never going to happen. Yeah. But I kind of I kind of like the bidding on a guy and then traded him, not that that third-round pick has okay. a ton of value. I was going to say, is, is it worth it for a third-round pick? I... That's my only issue, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't I... know. I feel like I'm going to be able to get somebody later on in the season worth more value to me than a third-round pick. That's what I'm saying. And maybe I, I won't. It, it, maybe fact, I won't. Trust but... me when I say this. I'm yeah. excited to see who this mystery guy <laughs> ends up being at the end of the season. I really am. Um, well, ben, I'm not yeah, saying, we'll look, see. you put $20 in for Dearness. That was a strong bid, the second highest. I just yeah, thought it's... it was intriguing. And I also think Dearness is intriguing because Chubb is out this week, probably going to be back next week. Hunt's and out for four to six weeks. You're Your boy, Demetric right. Felton. I have. I'm not saying you should have bid for him. I'm not saying that you should have gotten the. Yeah, I have Demetri Felton, so like I feel pretty good about it. You know, I just found it to be an interesting strategy. I also picked up Travion Williams today. I don't know if you saw that, but I didn't. Is that the Cincinnati running back? Yeah, yeah. This is a big week for Cincinnati running backs. What don't I know? Why are all four of them getting picked up right now? I don't really know why. (laughs) Because there's just a wagon running the ball. I I guess I just felt like Smajic yeah, I mean, runs out. Puka, he runs Puka out. Williams Jr. Well, and that's that's to be that's TBD. Um, but you got P Ryan out. You've got Mixon week to week or whatever at this point, probably leaning towards not to play. And then you have Chris Evans, who's just like a worthy running back. Mixon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then you've got. Uh, you know, uh, whoever I just named, and it's just like Chris Chris Evans. You're like, is he the real deal? We'll he, see. He's my fabulous addition of the week. We'll get to that momentarily. And absolutely. And then Travion Williams is the next up, next man up, I think. So I, you know, picked up Travion. Yeah. So interestingly enough, as we scroll down here, other bids for the earnest again: thirty dollars for Scott, who ultimately got him; twenty dollars for you; eight dollars from Moz Meatloaf, and a hefty zero dollars from Skaggs Island. I actually claimed the Ernest in all three of my other leagues, none of which mm-hmm. are Dynasty. I did not expect to get him in all of them, but here I am, and I'm a big Dearness guy tomorrow night. Um, we had a $15 bid for Chris Evans from Scott. However, the player he was going to drop was Nelson Aguilar, who he ultimately dropped in the Dearness mm-hmm. transaction. Therefore, that nullified that. The other bid for Chris Evans was William. For $0, as a reminder, uh, William does not have any money left in his fab budget, but he's out here <laughs> grinding, picking up players. Uh, other additions, Lamarvelous Llamas added Khalif Raymond for $6. Unsuccessful with the first Jamal Agnew transaction, successful with the second Jamal Agnew transaction, ultimately dropping Samaji Pirine. Don't know exactly how that all works. Uh, and then lastly, Maz Meatloaf, the king of the $0 edition, Russell Gage, was added the Atlanta receiver, Royce Freeman dropped. And that'll parlay us right into the fabulous editions of the week. I'm going Chris Evans for Will. 
intriguing rookie. I'll admit I'd never heard of the guy before doing draft prep, but saw that he was drafted by the Bengals. Uh, he's got a path to playing time. You've got yep. the oft-injured Mixon. Sounds like P. Ryan just got hurt. You've got <clears throat> the Williams brothers, Trevion and, and Puka. Uh, yep. But, you know, nice to get away with a $0 bid. Look, most of this I'm basing off of watching Evans in red zone, and he made some fucking plays. They were throwing, he throwing did. the ball to him. That so, little, yeah, that little, you know. uh, yeah, that little route upside the downside the sidelines was pretty nice. That's right. And, you know, anytime you can get a rookie as a free agent – See what happens. There have been plenty of names that I had never heard of. You know, cough, James Robinson, cough, and all of a sudden they turned into something. So we'll see where it goes. I should have never dropped him. But then again, I got pretty good fucking value out of someone that I literally picked up for nothing. So you're a beast. I feel, I feel okay about it. I feel okay about it. Speaking of the guy who who traded me for him, Mikey, um, he picked up my fabulous edition of the week in Jamal Agnew. Um, for $6, that was the winning bid there. Um, we saw this guy return a field goal for 109 yards in the TD a couple weeks ago against the Cardinals before halftime. Um, yep. He's got some serious speed. He's got some serious just quickness. You can tell that he's an athlete. Um, now he's showing he's got some hands. He got six balls this weekend for I think, like 80 <laughs> yards or something like that. Um, just watch out. Watch yeah. out. Just quick shout out to to William. <laughs> he uh, just sent it to the group text. Snide is absolutely sending it. He's going for it all after trading that third round pick for Dearness. I fucking love, love that text. I love that. That <laughs> is two, that, I that's mortgaging your future. Yeah, those two I love. So Who, Nick and Scott or Will? Yeah. No, Nick and William. Nick Nick and William, but Nick and Scott are best friends. That's why the trade happened. Uh, um, you know, true, we, we right. called that out when Nick was on the pod, friend of the pod. No, you're right. Him. Um, Ben, can you do me a favor? We're going to go through the week seven matchups. Pretty big week. Do you mind running through them while I uh, refill my wine glass? I would love to do that considering Coastal just had a huge fourth down. Let's fucking go, Coastal. Let's fucking go, Shandy. One of the five schools I applied to and one of the five schools I got into, Ben. Wow, you got into Coastal, you should have just gone, dude. Like, no question. I know. They had two 18-hole courses on campus. and I No question. Jesus. Alumni no fucking Eskimo yeah. bros with us and Jesus. Johnson. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. No questions asked. You should have just gone. But anyway, speaking of our uh, fantasy football league this week, uh, first matchup we're looking at is the three and three San Rafael football team owned by Travis. San Rafael. San Rafael. Sorry. I apologize to all my it. Bay Area friends. Thank you. Out there. They are facing. Skaggs Island, owned by Andrew Skaggs. Four and two, by the way. Fighting for that first place spot currently. Projections are Skaggs Island, 118 points about. 117.9. Oh, he's going. Uh, San Rafael. 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 San Rafael. 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 88.8 points. So... Uh, like we talked about earlier, Travis is grinding out very here. thin. Yeah, he's just grinding. Um, but quick, you never quick know. Quick note here, quick Go note on. here, Ben. In our in our other league, the high school league that's been going for like 15 years, Travis is also in that, and we play in that one. Mm-hmm. He has his two running backs. He has David Montgomery on IR, but he has Aaron Jones and Zach Moss, and Moss has a bye. So Aaron Jones is literally the only running back on his roster, <laughs> like up until waivers. So he had to pick up like Ramondre Stevenson or something. And I was just Watch like, damn. For, 
Hey, things are watch out for Ramondre Stevenson. You just know I'm not going to watch out for him. Okay, the second matchup of the week is uh, one of our favorite team names, the Marvelous Llamas, owned by our good friend Mikey, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, versus the Ohio State, which is owned by Mua. Uh, Mikey is four and two. I am zero and six. Really, you know, competing tough this year, hanging around. Uh, Mikey's team is projected to score 117 points. I am predicted to score about 70 points. Uh, should yeah, be a good should, one. Should be a barn burner. Third game of the week that we're looking at the scoreboard is the Darren Narwallers versus Bees Nuts. Uh, Darren Narwallers owned by Zach, four and two. Bees Nuts owned by Daniel Pillager, three and three. We have projections of 101.9 for the Darren Narwallers. And bees nuts with a poultry seventy point five. I got to imagine there's still a little bit of tweaking to do there on both sides so. as far as lineups, but we'll okay. see. Okay. Zach's usually projected for higher than that, but maybe not. True, true. Uh, this is a real. I mean, this, this is, is a strong a, projection here. If the projections are true here, we have a. Ooh boy, we got a good one a for doozy. us. Doozy. Yes, Scott's Tots versus Bellify Island. One and five Scott Stotts, three and three Bialfa Island. Uh, Scott Stotts owned by Scott projected to score 61.8 points. Bellify Island, who is owned by our good friend Joe, who had uh, the sits of the week in every category yep. possible this week, is projected to score 63.2 points. So um, once again, uh, Joe's projected leaders and points are all quarterbacks. Instead of Daniel Jones this time, it is Sam Darnold. So, uh, uh, Joe. Joe. But two Joe, on, the, on the Washington football team stock up. That's true. That's true. I love you, Joe. You're a great guy. Um, <clears throat> final, is, that this, is this the final? Nope. Two more. Two more. Uh, second to last matchup of the week is Bill Belichick owned by William versus all Mahomes balls owned by Robert. If Let's I'm not say this... anything about that one until we get okay. to the Michelob Ultra match. Understandable. We'll dive a little Understandable. Okay. Understandable. The last matchup of the week before we talk about the Michelob Ultra matchup of the week is Ma's Meatloaf, uh, owned by Nicholas Snyder, versus the Golden Bandits, who is owned by our future pod be- podcast guest tonight, Anthony Forenzi. Ma's Meatloaf is projected to score 90.7 points. Golden Bandits are projected to score on 118.9 points. Uh, not projected to be extremely close, but fantasy, never know what's going to happen. Should be a good matchup. Yeah. Next team is here to compete. He just picked up Dearness Johnson. That's a massive pickup. Zach Hurts is on his boat. Carson Wentz, that's a, probably that's not going to start. Pick up. He's been on. Pickup, though. He's, he's been on next team. Oh, sorry. I haven't been keeping track of Carson Wentz, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, Carson, North Dakota State, go Bison, go Joe. Um, Huge that's a good one. Goal. I think that's a good Huge one. We got we got Zach Ertz playing for the hometown Cardinals for Nick now. That's just a match made in heaven. Uh, Michelob Ultra Match of the Week. That's William versus Rob. At the current moment, Rob still has some tinkering to do with his lineup. Only has six of nine guys in play. That's why the projections: one hundred and eighteen for Will, eighty three for Rob. Uh, a lot of momentum, as we talked about earlier, for William. Three wins mm-hmm. in a row after an zero and three start. Rob, like we talked about, on top of the standings. 
a couple of weeks in a row where it's been low 100s. You know, definitely could have lost depending on the matchup, but has has moved on. Um, a lot of buys for Robert. Uh, I'm not going to name them out loud, but I believe Marvin Jones has a buy, a couple other guys. Uh, Will has C.D. Lamb on buy. Also Nick Chubb out. So there's just, you know, these aren't full full strength squads at this very moment. That's kind of mm. the life of fantasy football when we're in week seven. You get injuries, you get buys. Uh, what I what I did write down here is that if William happens to pull off this win, uh, that definitely just continues to condense the standings where all of a sudden Rob would drop to five to two, Will would be four and three, bunch of guys at four and two right now, three and three anyway. Uh, that would kind of create an additional log jam, whereas Rob wins again, goes to six and one, continues yep. to separate himself. Uh, anyway, uh, Michelob Ultra, uh, again, if, if you like running, um, if you like exercising, mm-hmm. uh, and if you specifically don't actually like drinking but want to take photos to make it look like you drink, Michelob Ultra is your perfect drink. You know, uh, here's the thing, though. If I see you in a photo <laughs> holding a Michelob Ultra drinking, I'm like, I don't know if I want to hang out with that guy. Yeah, unless it's Brooks Kapka, I would agree. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's be honest. Brooks Kapka always drinking that. No, he's not. He's probably he's drinking some harder stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. I love it. Uh, Ben's betting corner, presented by Baskin Robbins. I just want to give a quick yeah, shout please. out with bullet point number one. I bet the under uh, while in attendance at the Colorado Arizona game at Folsom Field. Uh, we showed up to the game at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Saturday. The game started at 1.30. Um, would have to imagine 10 to 15 beers were consumed before kickoff. Don't remember <laughs> a single play from the game. Legendary time, though. Made it all the way until the evening, just partying our asses off. Go Cats. Impressive. Lost, for, impressive. lost 34 to nothing. Um, you know, that's the kind that's of nice under that we believe in. Under was something like 48 and a half. Uh, you know, in the words of the great John Button Salmon, Ben, bear down. Oh, love that. Wow. Uh, bear down. Um, I've got a couple ones. Yeah. We can talk about Snides and I sweating PSG out as a uh, pretty much freaking huge negative 200 favorite yesterday against. You just had him straight know. up. Yeah, against RB yeah. Lesbig. Yeah, there you go. I'm a huge Champions League guy, Ben. Yeah, I put fifty dollars to win fifteen dollars. So we were sweating our Jesus. balls out. When it was like a promo thing, where like, yeah, oh, like lay down a fifty dollar bet on like one of these Champions League games up to like negative two hundred or you know less, and you no matter win or lose, you get like a free twenty five dollar Thursday night football bet. And so of course we're trying to win and get the free bet. And so, yep. uh, yeah, but we won, sweat it out, got it, whatever. But yep. Snides and I, wow. Shouts Mbappe. What a Shouts tilt. Messi. What Thank a you, tilt. Messi. Exactly. Uh, also on a single game parlay in NFL this weekend in that crazy Cowboys Patriots game, which was huge. Took the Cowboys alternate line, negative one five. Uh, Schultz over four and a half to receptions, which was real sketch because that didn't hit till OT. Uh, Dak and Mac so, over one and a half. I'm sorry, what? I was going to say, shouts Dalton Schultz, the goat. Yeah, he was – that was sketch for a little bit there, but we got it. 
Uh, Dak and Mac over one and a half touchdowns each. That was massive. Mac came out and uh, showed some balls there at the end of the game. I know you didn't like that, but it happened. And Dak okay. is just a man. Dak uh, put twenty-five his balls to win all over him at the end. It's true. Twenty-five to win two twenty. <clears> it's a big winner. Um, yep. Yeah. Other than that, just you know, kind of a big tilt weekend. Went one and four in the early state of college football, and then four and one in the late slate. So just tilt city all day. Um, got a couple picks for you. LSU plus nine. Uh, I know Edo is gone, but I feel like the team's just going to play their asses off for him for the rest of the season. So give me them all season. Who do they play? Numbers. Uh, they uh, are LSU playing or, uh, Ole, Miss. Ole Miss. Thank you. And I think Matt Corral also might be hurt. So, he yeah. Uh, that's true. That's true. And probably some other things, too. I know you don't like this pick. You made it clear right here with your big boo next to it. Ohio State minus 21. I, I didn't know. type that there, Ben. I don't know what you're talking oh. about. Oh, okay. Maybe it was Anthony then. Um, I know that they have looked – they looked shitty in early in the season. They really did. And they got off to a really slow start. Um, but they are back. They're playing really, really well. Um, they're looking to make the playoffs now. Indiana's not good. 21 points, three touchdowns. Give me that all day. Um, hey, Ben. Yes. Let me just say that if Ohio State makes the playoff over Coastal Carolina, I want the BCS back. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You're going to want the, you're going to want the BCS back. You're going to, yeah. You're going to want it back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, though. Uh, Bengals plus six for my NFL pick of the week. Big division game against the Ravens. A hot Ravens team. Very good Ravens team. Um, it's going to be, I think, kind of a physical slugfest. I think Ravens ultimately win this game, but I think Joey B and the kind of a newly improved uh, Bengals defense keeps it close here, and maybe Justin Tucker, your boy, hits a game-winning field goal. So Bengals plus six, baby. Anthony's Bengals? Anthony's Bengals all day, every day, plus six. And uh, before we go to break, Ben, I just want to shout out the uh, the official in this App State Coastal Carolina game with literally the worst spot in college football history. I don't um, know what, but I mean, you know, like, good on him. We can also talk about Coastal Carolina's tackling here too, but we won't we won't do that. But so. we won't. We're gonna head Jesus to break, Ben, and on the other side, uh, get ready for absolute electricity as Anthony Frenzy joins so us. Excited. Two frenemies, no idea what to expect. What a beautiful night so, to be alive. So excited. Love it. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our title sponsor, Cheez-Its, greatest snack brand in the world, specifically the four cheese flavor, the single greatest snack of all time. Uh, We want to thank them for sponsoring the show. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you don't like Cheez-Its, go fuck yourself. Back to the pod. Anthony? Boys, 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 boys. How are you? I'm fantastic. What's the word? Just living the dream. Uh, just us two at the moment. Ben will be joining us temporarily I, once he clicks the link. I was going to say, I didn't hear a, a, a cough made from the black lung. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't coughed at all. I've actually been coughing a little bit. Any, uh, anytime I run, it makes me cough like for the rest of the evening. It's weird. Because it, it's kind of cold out, right? A little bit, but like sometimes when it wasn't cold out. Uh, uh, maybe it's the altitude. Maybe it's just prob- like I'm not in shape. Probably gonorrhea. <laughs> you never know, dude. Welcome to the pod, though. Thanks, man. Speaking of, did you get laid the other weekend? I know you had a big date. No. No, we're taking things slowly, Anthony. 
just respecting oh. each other. Oh. Yeah. Um, to be honest, a lot of times we've slept over a lot. Um, a lot of times we're kind of drunk and tired. And any so, any hand stuff? Yeah, yeah, fair amount. But you know, you guys, some, some some mouth stuff too. We you know we try to keep it cordial. Ben, hopefully I didn't keep you guys waiting too long. You Sorry did about that. Oh, he just left like that. Just goes. Yeah. Yeah, that's because he heard you came on, so he's like, "Damn, I'm out." We were talking about well, sex. I heard mouth stuff, hand stuff, yeah. sort of stuff. Well, actually, I was just taking Gigi out, so you know. Yeah. No. Look, I understand it's a quick turnaround after the commercial break. Um, we'll see if he comes back in. Primetime Pick'em is what we're starting out with. Uh, just for the listeners' sake, we've got. Ben at six and nine on the season. Just to, yeah. Anthony's back with us. Oh, I'm back. We back. Sorry, we're fucking back. I literally thought you hung up once you heard Ben's voice, which fired. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good coincidence. Uh, yeah. Let's just let's just say that's what happened because I like that story better. I like it a lot. Uh, ben, you're six and nine on the season for primetime pick'em. You got Seattle covering correctly last week. Shouts to you, uh, but lost the Tampa Bay and the Buffalo cover. Hate to see it. Guest picker. Now our worst uh, worst picker. Dan lost all three, five and ten. I said suck at GP, and I don't remember what GP stands for. Oh, guest picker. <laughs> Fuck you. Five and ten. Uh, and then your boy, top of the standings once again, seven and eight. I also went one and two like you, Ben. Big call on the Tennessee cover on Monday night. However, I lost on Pittsburgh. Everyone lost on Tampa Bay because they're a fraudulent franchise. Uh, This week is a shit pile of primetime games. However, knowing that the Manning cast is going on for Monday night football helps a lot. But we'll start with Thursday night. Denver at Cleveland. Cleveland's favored by minus three and a half. Now. Yeah. yeah. Let me amend that. This was before Baker Mayfield was confirmed torn labrum. Uh, so let's take a quick look at the current line here if we want to update that. Okay, minus two for Cleveland. Yeah. With Case Keenum, I'll go ahead and update it on the sheet. I don't know if that changes anyone's picks. Uh, but, Anthony, you're our guest. What do you think about that game? Um, going into it, I have a rule when I at least bet on Thursday night games. They're always fucking weird every time. Like, it could be the best team in the league playing the worst team in the league. They should easily win by 10, and they don't the dog covers so going into it i had denver covering with baker out i got a denver money line love it perfect we're gonna put that in there in parentheses just make sure we've got it ben i actually just changed my pick to be honest with you yeah and i've been yeah i know i've been flip-flopping all day on this pick and well this one had some changes so it's understandable I think, well, no, and like the Baker being out shouldn't affect it. Honestly, should have gone the other way for me. But um, I think I heard Miles Garrett say today, I don't know who's playing tackle for the Broncos this weekend, but I'm going to kill the quarterback. And so <laughs> to me, I'm just all in on the Browns defense this week. I think they're just going to rally uh, around Case Keenum for some reason. And this just kind of. Aided offense, and uh, they're gonna win the game. So let's do it. Go Brownies. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly won't catch me saying go Brownies. I've got the Denver Broncos <laughs> plus two. I actually changed all my picks because uh, I said fuck it um, later in the day today. So we're going to go Denver plus two. I'm not a big Denver believer, and it's nothing against Denver. It's a great city. They've welcomed me uh, warmly. Um, not a Teddy Bridgewater guy, as everyone knows, uh, but I already don't like the Browns. They're banged up. Just give me the Broncos. Uh, Sunday night football, the Indianapolis Colts versus Anthony's San Francisco 49ers. Uh, that game will actually be in Santa Clara. I'm not sure if everyone knows that, uh, but when they show the, you know, the video of the bridge, that's actually far away from where the stadium is. Just wanted to clear that up. Anyway, the Niners are favored by three and a half. Anthony thought. Uh, originally I was just going to like be that guy and be like Niner faithful. They're going to cover but that's kind of a cop-out. And uh, I realized more, I just fucking hate Carson Wentz. I hate everything about him. He's probably my least favorite player in the NFL. So fuck Carson Wentz. Wow. <laughs> going to be a little wet in Santa Clara on Sunday. I really? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a little run California. show. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. We're getting, It's actually raining today, which is wild. <clears throat> Outstanding. We Love need that. it. <clears throat> Lord knows. Ben? Uh, even though the 49ers are the third worst team in California nowadays, I am going to pick them uh, to cover here because I think we did talk about the Colts a little bit earlier, Andrew, um, whether they're like legit or not. And yeah. we said, well, they might be because they're in their in their in the AFC South, which is not a very good division. And I think that's true. And I just don't think they're actually that good. So I think San Francisco comes out swinging here um, at home. Um, and it kind of beats a soft indie team who's kind of been on a roll here. Um, so give me San Francisco minus three and a half. Love it. I'm going to be the contrarian per usual and go with Indy plus three and a half. Don't feel good about it, but I bet on Indy to cover against the Ravens. That hit didn't feel good about that either. I guess the Niners QB situation worries me a little bit. I could see the yeah. crowd being pretty high, that being not. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Niners whatsoever, quite frankly. Um, I don't know what to make of Shanahan. It's all just confusing to me. But we're going to get the three and a half points. I could see the Niners winning by three exactly, so that's what we're going to go with. Uh, and then the big Monday night football tilt, the New Orleans Saints, with Anthony's favorite player, Jameis Winston, in the house uh, that Marshawn Lynch <laughs> built up in Seattle. Lumenfield? It is Lumenfield. Uh, wow. Formerly known what a as the pull. Clink. What a pull from my um, ass. Uh, it is, it is now. Seattle's getting five points. You do, I do want to clarify, this is Geno Smith's team now, and we got to make that clear. Is this so. the house that Geno built, specifically? Um, It's not the house that Geno built, but it's the house that Geno currently lives in and takes care of. Understood. Who are you picking in that game, Ben? We'll go straight to you. Uh, yeah. First of all, <laughs> Uh, I just like saw what Anthony wrote like two minutes ago, and I almost laughed <laughs> out loud. And I had to like keep myself from doing that. It was pretty funny. What did he write? Uh, well, he took you know New Orleans minus five, and then he wrote in parentheses because Jamal Adams can't catch, and I really yeah. can't argue with that anymore. So I, there's no debate. Has he dropped um, a lot of interceptions? Just a couple here and there. Um, I am going to take New Orleans minus five, though. I do think that. Maybe the Geno Smith lust kind of wears off here a little bit and that Jameis Winston really takes advantage of a very porous Seahawks defense. I think last week 
we saw Roethlisberger take advantage of it, but he completed like six yards per attempt or whatever because his arm is dead. We all know that Jameis has an absolute cannon. Um, we know that Kam- Kamara is really good anywhere on the field. Um, I just think this offense is too good for the Seattle defense. Um, and too explosive, and I don't think the Seattle de- offense can keep up with it. So give me New Orleans minus five, sadly. But, yeah. Absolutely love it. Go ahead, Anthony. Um, yeah, we. I love Jameis. Obviously, everyone who doesn't know, I'm a quasi Florida State fan. Yeah, um, both of you guys. Sound old, yeah, man. Ben. Yeah, let it rock. We suck again, but we had a big UNC win, which was cool. That's it. That's uh, all we need for the year. <laughs> I watched them. I, w- I was in Mexico, and I watched, like, every second of that Notre Dame game, and I was like, holy shit, like, we look fucking good. And then, of course, we're just ass. Um, but we know Jameis is going to throw probably, like, four deep balls for, like, 62 yards that are just dimes and then also have, mm-hmm. like, the same amount of balls that go directly to a Seahawks player. And I think Jamal Adams is just not going to capitalize. I got I'm gonna go with my boys. I'm gonna go with New Orleans. Love I mean, it. like I think a lot of people do forget that Jamal Adams could have won that game last week against the Steelers if he had just caught that interception. I, last I don't drive. think I, I don't think anyone forgets it. It was horrible. Okay, maybe just the whole city of Seattle <laughs> does. To be honest I, with you, I, I, I forgot it. To be honest. It was, <laughs> But I, I, drink, I drink on Sundays, so it bounced yeah, straight off his head from it a memory bad. standpoint. Hey, so yeah. does everyone um, else in the Catholic Church, man? Everyone's drinking on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's and actually, I wasn't even that drunk this Sunday. Arthur Monsbach was in attendance. Um, we were at a bar, but yeah, it was. Uh, don't don't have a lot of visual memories from that game. Uh, anyway, I'm picking Seattle plus five. Couldn't oh. tell you why, but maybe it was because <laughs> I was burned. Maybe I was. Burned by picking the Steelers minus four and a half against them last week. I think they'll still, you know, relatively compete. And against a team like New Orleans that I don't think that high of at Lumen Field, one of the greatest home field advantages of all time. Uh, give me the Hawks. This is Geno Smith's team, primetime Geno. Ben got me hyped up. Anytime Ben bails on one of his teams, I'm right on board. I'm fucking right here. <laughs> um, go Hawks. I'm back on the 12th man bandwagon. Enough of the Russell Wilson slander. I love Russell uh... Wilson, God's quarterback. I'm fired up. Third, third glass of wine, almost done. Fuck yeah. Uh, let's transition to the manager interview. Anthony, once again, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you for being in the league. You know, took over for an incumbent franchise. We'll have a question about that in just a bit. Uh, we've got questions from myself. We've got questions from Ben. We've got some takes Anthony has. Uh, we're going to start out with the standard question that we ask everyone, Anthony. Uh, you currently sit one spot out of first place at four and two. Lead the league in points by 72. You've eclipsed over 135 points in all four of your wins this season. Things are looking pretty solid, as most would say. Talk to us about the state of the Golden Bandits. Uh, we're in a win-now situation, which I love. That's right. That's kind of that's the way I – when I made my first couple trades and, like, looked at the DNA of my team, I was like, well, fuck, this is a shitty team. No wonder Colin gave it to me. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, I got Tyler Lockett at the time, who was my best player. Tom Brady was, like, one of my best players. And so I was like, I'm old. I got to either trade for dudes that are like 
super, super young or get some decent guys. And my first couple of trades landed me with like medium age guys. So it just transitioned to like, all right, let's just go get everyone who's good and get rid of my fucking picks. So uh, we're definitely win now. Anything short of uh, at least a championship appearance is a big time failure. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, Ross is strong. You got to have expectations that high, especially when it comes to fantasy. Uh, speaking of the Golden Bandits, where did that name come from? I originally had the uh, the Lusty Goldfish, which was like, uh, it's my gamer tag, I think, like on Xbox <laughs> when I was like 14. <laughs> and um, the Harvey Weinstein stuff was coming out, like the a lot of stuff going on is. harvey weinstein's a producer and uh he makes films in hollywood and he basically has like sexually assaulted every woman he's ever worked with he was the he was like the instigator of the me too movement almost yeah i mean he's just he's just a dirtbag and so i was like yeah, maybe no, i shouldn't have yeah. my yeah i shouldn't have my team named after like a sexual innuendo <laughs> and uh yeah, um, makes sense my roommate, Dom Simons, he works at, for the Stanford football and he does all the digital media. So he's like making stuff for the, for the team, like mid game. And like, when you see anything on Twitter or Instagram, so I was like, Dom, I hired him as my head of marketing and we just rebranded. We, I love cowboy uh, stuff and I kind of stuck with the, uh, with the goldfish theme. So he made the logo that you see. I, I love it. It's pretty cool. I think it's sick. It I think it's super sick. The name is kind of whatever. Before? The lusty goldfish. lusty goldfish. That's right. That's where the goldfish comes from. Okay. Because that's the hard thing. Like, there's no history of team names. So, like, you can't go back and, like, well, I guess maybe you could see what they're called back then if you look at the yeah. history. That's a good point. All right. Love it. Uh, as we discussed a little bit at the beginning in the intro, you took over for the incumbent. I don't think I'm using the word incumbent right, but I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> Uh, went to U of A, apologies. Uh, the Carmody and Hillman ownership group in 2019. Major undertaking to build, rebuild a roster that was, you know, mostly ignored. Collins, one of the most overrated fantasy managers in the history of sports. Uh, in fact, your four wins this season already match the franchise high win total for a single season. Kind of like a, a Supersonics Oklahoma City Thunder situation. You know, the record mm -hmm. book counts bowl. Really? But, you know, it's kind of weird because, like, it's clearly two different things. Anyway, uh, talk wow. to me about your overall strategy. <laughs> wow. I know you discussed it a bit. Uh, just wanted to get that in there for Ben, get him fired up for this interview. <laughs> wow. Um, talk to me about your strategy overall in terms of, you know, kind of rebuilding the roster. I know you discussed it a little bit earlier, but. So uncalled for. <laughs> at, any, any shot at Seattle is, like, just such a bonus <laughs> in this whole conversation. So exactly. Great. Yeah. I fucking um, love the rain. It's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I figured out. I think Ben is the one who, like, kind of forced my hand. He's like, hey, dude, if you just give me any draft pick, I'll give you good football players. Let's <laughs> <do that." laughs> oh, you know? God. So I was like, fuck, these guys are like, you know, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning and you're looking for, uh, like, you know, a bag of cocaine. And that's me with <laughs> my draft picks. And Ben's like, I'll take them. I'll fucking take them. Yep. And so I just started getting rid of picks and dumping picks. And luckily some guys panned out, like no one knew Kyler would be like this effective in fantasy football. Um, and then what else? Like Terry McLaurin. I just had some good that draft picks time. where I picked a lot of like decent draft picks. I think too, that I was able to trade away and combo them with draft picks to get like bigger name guys, like a Cortland Sutton or um, 
couple other guys I had in there, but it's just been, you know, it's been a good move. It's been fun. Yeah. I mean, fucking speaking of Cortland Sutton, is he on your roster? No, I traded him. I think he went to Ben right. for a little while. Him, and then t- Him, Tim Patrick, and the 10th pick for Stephon Diggs is a rough trade for Ben. Yeah. He's like a Kardashian, essentially, at this point. He's just bouncing around the league. I love that. Well, actually, I don't know if that's a rough trade, honestly. If you look at Sutton's stats this year, Sutton's pretty good. But the thing is, I don't have Sutton anymore, so it doesn't ben. really matter for me. Yeah, but, but Ben, Diggs led the league in receiving last year. Well, I'm so talking like, about so far six games of the it, season it, right now. Like, it's actually not that close. Sun's leading big time on Diggs. Not not going to lie. He's not. There's no chance he has more fantasy points than Diggs at this point. I'm almost sure that he does. All right, Court, let's transition to the next question. I'll look <laughs> <up>. <laughs> uh, talk to us about your best and worst trades, Anthony, everyone's favorite segment. Um. I mean, most recently, it's just the Derrick Henry trade. Like, it wasn't it wasn't that it was, like, a good – you know, I stole Derrick Henry from Travis. I thought when I did it, it was almost like, a, hey, I want to win now. I need to go get the best running back possible. So I gave him the first overall – or the second overall pick, and um, which we knew we were going to go after Najee. And then uh, I gave him – Saquon and I in my head I was like there's no way Saquon comes back and has a really effective season after a blown up knee so I just mm-hmm. rolled the dice and was like I want to go get fucking Derrick Henry I think he's got two more just banger seasons in him so I went and got it so that was good but I guess it's not really what you're looking for here like the spirit of is like you know it was a big win or something so no I mean that was a huge that win works for out so far yeah and then I mean a bad one I was looking at through some stuff I think I just like totally overpaid for Adam Thielen he's an old receiver he's great I love him but uh, I gave up Raheem Mostert who's like running back by committee gave up a third and a first so like that was a pretty big package for an old receiver but it just kind of has worked out for me because like Mostert got hurt what I don't know you never know with a third round pick where you're gonna get and honestly same with the first round pick these days except for maybe the first couple picks yeah true I also had him here. I just, I just straight up dropped him. Yeah, I think, I think Mikey had him and dropped him, and then I picked him up. He had that huge touchdown game. He wasn't even in my lineup. He didn't do shit for a couple days, and I just dropped him again. Like that was stupid. Yeah. And I know you mentioned in our text about one of our original trades, maybe back in the day. I don't remember anything specific. I just remember the very beginning. I didn't do a good job of explaining how like the picks worked, and so like when I was saying like you know pick 21 and 24 like i think you were thinking of a traditional draft of like 30 yeah so like you know i over i overvalued some picks early i like uh i gave away dudes i was like eager to like get the ball rolling in the league and kind of like make a statement and i think i it was just like i was getting rid of everything you know yeah i mean tremendous rebuild though all things considered i mean don't get me wrong Colin kind of walked into Saquon Barkley the very first offseason draft because he was the worst team, barely paid attention, and they got the first pick. And that was kind of a foolproof guy <laughs> to take. And then obviously it turned into an asset. But outside of that, everything else has kind of been manufactured by you. So props, dude. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. It's just fun. I'm glad glad to be here. I love the guys in this league that I knew had previously, and then it's just been great like meeting everyone else. And then 
Yeah. Everything that's going on with Ben is just such a fucking icing on top of the cake. I think it's <laughs> oh, I have a great time as well. <laughs> two peas two peas in a pod right there. Um, um Yeah, I feel you. We keep saying it, but the in-person uh meetup slash drafts is gonna be a real good time. All right, let's transition to some non-fantasy questions. Again, I've got some more. Ben has a ton with us. Uh, outside of, we know you're a big-time athlete. We know you're slighted every time that, you know, we don't pick you to be in the starting five of the basketball team or whatever sport we might present. Was it, First quick interject question, were we wrong for not picking you in soccer? Do you play soccer at all? Oh, dude. I wouldn't I, expect you to, but I hate I hate soccer with a passion. <laughs> okay. Any any go. sport, any sport where a grown man pretends to be hurt, I just can't respect. Love yeah, that. Completely Love agree. That. Um so outside of baseball, what's your second best sport? Um definitely football. Definitely definitely football. Um I went to a big football high school. We just didn't throw the ball. So I was a receiver. We ran a fucking wing mm. tee. So yeah. Our quarterback dropped back five times and I got five targets and it was always like quick hitters. But um, most people don't know, but I, I played football at Cal Poly. So most people thought I was better at football in high school. And then I just honestly ended up being a better baseball player when I got older. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, honorable mention all league. We discussed it. Name that league member. D- do you, quick note, do you remember getting some kind of notification that told you that? Because I don't remember anyone telling me that. We had like an end of the year banquet and like our coaches had okay. it and like called it up. And then um, like all of that stuff they did, did then, but it was pretty funny. Like if you look at my stats in high school, like there's definitely dudes who had way better stats. I think they honestly just threw it my way. Well, because we were the best team. But I think there's also something to be said, cause I was also in a run first offense. Mm-hmm. Now probably not. I mean, we didn't run the wing T, but we definitely ran the ball a lot. But like when I looked at it, the, the, two first team receivers were Manoli and Adam Griffith who were both on Terra Linda. And that was purely because they were the only team that kind of ran the spread, hurry up and just threw the ball all over. Their quarterback, so I, I remember he threw the ball, like I think 50 times against us. And Christian had like almost 25 targets in a football game. Yeah. Which is like, would have been the dream scenario for us. Obviously your team success was like worth it. For me, on a shitty team, I would have loved if we just aired it out, oh. kind of like Terra Linda, and just like, we're like, fuck it, let's just try to score. I guess this would make it so much more fun. And it would have yeah. fit the personnel. It's not like we have good linemen or good running backs, necessarily. I mean, anyway. our quarterback was fucking legit, too. Like, it was Nate right. Kristoff, who was, I mean, he got offers to play baseball. He was getting some looks for football. He's we could have thrown the ball. Yeah, yeah, Nate's the shit. That's my guy. That's you, my quarterback. You would love Nate, Ben. This is a guy well, who... Makes videos of incredible breakfast burritos and breakfast sandwiches and everything you can imagine. Just a high-energy character. Anthony, I was going to ask, did you get at least a couple carries in the wing team offense as a wide receiver? (laughs) You must have had to, right? On senior day, they gave me one carry, and it was against – Really? Uh, Skaggs, Skaggs and Travis's Alma touchdown. Yeah, yeah I ran like they like flipped the ball to me. I got like Damn. a twelve yard touchdown. It was cool. I just want in some wing team offenses they start incorporating the wide receivers a little bit more, but I get you. No, I mean my job was honestly basically to just like keep the safety and cornerback out of yeah. Yeah. out of the play. No, and then we would run one random play, it'd be like a boot, and I would get like a thirty yard grab and that that would be like most of my action. I understand. It was tough out But you made, you made the most out of that 30-yard grab that you could. Yeah, I, I milked it for sure, dude. You were 30 ben. yards and then like 20 yards after the catch every time. <laughs> no, no. It was like 
we would run these routes where Nate would have like a two yard window and it'd be like catch out of bounds or like catch tackle. <laughs> it was never anything where it was like, let's create some space and see if you could run the ball. My yak is probably horrendous. That's high school football for you though. Love that. At its finest. Uh, we're going to jump around with these questions here since we're talking about a lot. Speaking of high schools, uh, Anthony, the Marin Catholic hate comes up often and from a lot of different mm-hmm. league members, including ones like Ben, who don't even know anything about Marin Catholic. <laughs> um, what's interesting, before I ask the question, quick side note, what's always interesting for me, so technically speaking, Marin Catholic and Drake are rivals. Ben, Redwood, mm-hmm. and Marin Catholic are also rivals. I'm not here to judge, which is a bigger rivalry. Redwood's usually better at sports than we are. But um, I had always just thought of Marin Catholic as like, okay, there are rivals in sports. Like certainly not football because they're so much better than us. But basketball is like, okay, fuck them. You know, that's just always been the rivalry. And I didn't think anything more of it than that. But then I got to know people like Mikey Labosco, Arthur Montfalk, <laughs> Jay Flaherty. These guys like actually have like real reasons about the institution as to why they don't like it, which I always laugh because I'm like, I don't give a fuck what the school is doing. I'm just like, rah, rah, screw their basketball team. Anyway, Anthony, the question would be, how do you handle the criticism towards Marine Catholic? And what was your experience attending Marine Catholic? Um, handling the criticism, I mean, I don't know. It's just funny. We're just fucking, we were good at everything. So, of course, everyone hates us. Like, right. we always finish top three in, like, every sport. Um, I love the Red- too. You're drawn from like a bigger area in mm-hmm. Marin. So like you're getting kids from all over Marin, even though it's a smaller school. Right. Um, like a god I mean, from Novato. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is I mean, common. Don't get me wrong. A lot of kids go from Novato to Marin Catholic. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're talking for the guys who don't know, like Novato is literally 15 minutes away from Marin Catholic. So right. in, a, in a normal county, he would be going to that school, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a million high schools in Marin. So I don't know, dude, it's, you know, it's funny. It was, uh, I love it a little bit, like, especially with like Bosco, like talking about Redwood and just giving him shit. But Zach is my favorite, like fuck Zach, dude, like laying <laughs> over Redwood is just the best, man. I love it. But, um, yeah. Cause he's so small. Yeah. I mean, some... <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, I didn't know any Drake kids. So, like, growing up, Ooh. I went to St. Pat's, which was around Redwood. So, I knew a yeah. lot of Redwood guys. And we were in the same circle. Where Drake, like, I mean, honestly, Andrew, this is a good caveat. Like, I knew who the fuck you were. I hated you. I hated you yeah. so much. <laughs> With a passion. Should I we jump to that question? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's uh, talk about it. I remember, I think I played against you in, in a CYO basketball game. And I was just like, you know, I was fairly tall, but not as tall as you. Like you were definitely taller and way bigger and stronger. And you were just like bullying me. And I was like, to my coach, I was like, dude, this fucking kid, man, he keeps like pushing me with his elbows. He keeps pushing me with his elbows. Like, fuck this kid. And then that was it. It was like in seventh grade. And then I got to high school and you played football and basketball. So I'd always see you with your curly hair and Afro. And I just like, (laughs) just didn't like you. I was like, fuck that kid. And I always thought, always thought you hated me too and i remember telling Catherine minnick who's a mutual friend and be like dude you're friends with that kid like i fucking hate him and i went to a party and i was like is there gonna be beef and like you were just like hey what's up i'm andrew nice to meet you man and we were just like drinking buddies ever since yeah that's funny i love that i love that um yeah I, i'm very intimidating physically i understand that 
Um, you know, especially when you put an afro on top of my head as well. Yeah, that hair. Um, hair yep. But that's also, yeah, that was just, that was my style in basketball. And while I wasn't, you know, ultra strong back then, I was tall. Um, but I've always been a physical basketball player. And, and probably because my dad was a coach, so I, like, learned, like, legit post moves pretty early on. But, I mean, Ben seen me in the, uh, the U of A rec. I just, uh, physicality is the only thing I'm good at. <laughs> I can well, just get people you, with like leverage. Me and you have battled in the past a couple times for sure. That's for sure. Well, once my skill set diminished, because yeah. I was ahead of the curve in terms of at a young age, I was more skilled than most people, which helped a lot. And then as, as everyone else caught up, I was like, all right, we're just going to have to use our physicality and our uh, yeah. basketball IQ. But that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, how long until you're better than Zach at golf? I wrote in, I wrote uh, when he starts golfing left-handed. Which he should. Yeah, I mean, he's – I don't have the time to practice and get that good. Like, I love it, and I've dropped my handicap a lot recently, which is so much fun. What's the handicap at? Right now, we're at an 11-2 after this okay. weekend. So, and not so bad. What, what does that mean in terms of, like, what you typically shoot? I'm low 80s every time. Like, usually, okay. like, 80, 81 to 83. Um, with, like, the Rogue 90 out there, you know, you go to Stone Tree, like a tight track and a little more target golf doesn't, doesn't play for me. Um, so it's fun. I'm on the pursuit to like consistently break 80, but, um, it's just fun. And I mean, Zach's from, I've actually never golfed with him in a pairing, but I have seen oh, him from like, like playing in the group behind him. He's nails. Like he's legit. He's a good player. I mean, you guys are both tech bros. So you've got equal time to put towards it. Uh, yeah, I do other shit though. Like he quit our softball team <laughs> to golf, like, to get serious about golf. And, um, I will, I heard, that I heard it was just because. He's old and doesn't want to get injured and is small. I don't know, man. It was just like <laughs> it was so brutal. We that had such small a sick thing team. Is so funny. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean I had I love that's how Zach and I met was through baseball. Yeah. Good player. And we played on the same summer team and I I remember I was like, Who the fuck is this kid? He didn't make an error the entire summer at second base. And I used to like be like, dude, you're gonna make an error today? And he would just scoop everything he was a fucking vacuum smile he couldn't hit a ball out of the infield when we were 14 but he would fucking pick it he was like omar viscal right well his arms were too small out of the infield (laughs) hey can (laughs) i ask three shots exact size can i ask my baseball question why we're here yes right now ben first of all the zach shots are hilarious considering he's like what 511 like that, like he's not that small. <laughs> I just love this. This, like this is brother. hilarious. Um, Anthony, I know that you're a former D1 baseball player. I get hit a home run off Cy Young winner Blake Snow in Little League. Um, but what was your plate approach as a hitter throughout high school and college? Say, um, it changed a lot in high school. So, my uncle was the head coach at my high school, and it was like. Gotcha you know, swing down, hit a ground ball, ground ball right side. And so I just listened to him like religiously, like almost like it was a cult. It was like jump, tell, yeah. tell me the jump, I'll say how high. He's your uncle. Yeah. yeah, and I wanted to play, and that's kind of how it was at Marine Catholic. It was kind of like Patriots-esque. It was like, you know, no one's bigger than the team. I don't care who's out there. Um, so it was just like base hits, and like I was like, okay. I was good. I was athletic. But once I got to college, um, I had gained a bunch of weight. And I was tall and my coach in college was like, dude, like 
fuck being a leadoff hitter. Like, let's see if you can hit the ball in the air and do some damage. So I remember we were playing, I think Pitt. I think we were playing at Pitt, and it was first and second, no outs. And I come up to bat and didn't even look down the line and just laid down a money sack bunt. And so I got the runners to second, third, come into the dugout, high fives. My coach is like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about, man? I was like, and he goes, if you ever do that shit again, he's like, you can just hang out on the bench. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy saying to me? And he's like, your job is to drive in runs. And you could have, you could have scored us three runs there. And so we end up losing the game three, two. And he pulls me aside. He's like, Hey man, your role is to get those, both those runs in, not wow. move them over to potentially get another. So yeah. my senior year was all about just lifting the ball and like led the league in doubles was close in home runs. So then I was just, I was honestly just trying to hit a fly ball, hit a ball like towards the warning track every at bat. And that was probably a lot more fun, right? It was way more fun. And just like, yeah. I mean, the way a baseball comes in, it comes in top down. Like guys are six feet tall. They're on yep. a 15 inch mound. And mm-hmm. if you try to swing down on something that's already coming down, it's really fucking yep. hard. Yeah. I totally understand. Uh, you also chose Niagara, a smaller school on mm-hmm. the East coast coming from the West coast. Why? Like, well, what was the, what was the reason for going to yeah, I get that. I get that question all the time. People are like, why the fuck did you go out there? <laughs> and, um, it's a fair question. I was at Cal Poly and I was super unhappy. I had like gotcha. bad friend group. I was getting shitty grades. I, you were actually playing football there though or no? Yeah. So they had a, they had a bunch of receivers get hurt. And so I was already there and they were recruiting a couple kids at my school. And they asked my coach, like, whatever happened to that kid from your team last year? Like, is he playing Juco ball? What's he doing? They're like, he goes to Cal Poly. And they're like, shut up. (laughs) So halfway through the season, the coach called me and he's like, come down to my office. And he's like, do you want to play? I was like, yeah. He's like, you're on the team. Like, no tryout, nothing. Interesting. Um, And then I was like, dude, I don't even like this. Like, this is, I don't love football. So I went back and played Juco. And I told myself I really wanted to play somewhere else, like outside of California. And also California is just like, a top two state for baseball. So you got to be like the yeah. cream of the crop, which I wasn't at the time. Um, and I think I committed to like maybe seven schools in the summer oh. of 2013 or 2014. I went, I committed to Seattle. I committed Ooh, to Valparaiso. Nice. Go Red Hawks. Let's go Red Hawks. I committed to Northridge, which wasn't, was in California. Um, but I was ready and all set to go to university of Houston. Oh, nice. And they were like, eight and like 40 or like 45 the year before, but their outfield was wide open. So I was going to go there. Mm -hmm. And then, then they end up having a first rounder who they signed out of high school. He took my spot and um, Niagara called me and I told my coach, I was like, I don't want to go play D3. He's like, they're D1, check them out. And I had a really good conversation with the head coach. I had a connect there and I was like, dude, I'm going to go fucking do this thing. And I loved it. It was the best decision I ever made. Nice. And where is that town? It's what's the town exactly called? Where it is? Niagara. It is called Niagara. That. And is that like is that like upstate? That's upstate, right? Yeah, it's right by Buffalo. So I'm like 20 yeah. minutes out of Buffalo. It's a lot. It's like if you've never been to New York, it's just way different than like what you think of New York. New York, you know what I'm saying? So upstate it New is. York is upstate. New, I like upstate New York. So I was just interested in that kind of answer you might have there it's grungy. Like it's not, it's not New yeah. York city. It's like, it's like a lot of Walmarts and Chipotle. Exactly. And there's a lot more green up there, you know, it's cause it's just a lot more natural up there. I like it a lot more. So 
Yeah, good yeah. call going up there for sure. Skaggs, do you have any questions or should I keep going, bud? Uh-oh. Did we lose Andrew? We might have lost Drew. <laughs> he might be drinking some wine. Who knows? He might have passed out. <laughs> Maybe he just left. Hey, I'll I'll keep asking some questions here. Maybe he'll come back here soon. <laughs> um, let's see here. We just... Ben? Hey, bud. You okay? I'm great, but don't call me bud. <laughs> Pal? <laughs> Please, Ben. Um, yeah, I was messing around with my AirPods. I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do you think we'll be okay? We'll just kind of combine everything. We'll be fine, huh? Oh, yeah. They're all just separate recordings that blend in together. Cool, cool. You missed uh, us just talking about upstate New York sort of things there. No big deal. Um, Were there any questions? Okay. Were there any questions that you really wanted to get through right now? Well, quick, quick questions. We've only got a couple more. I know we've taken a lot of your time, Anthony. Um, Anthony, according to the app Instagram that many people are (laughs) uh, on and and familiar with, uh, you've been spending a lot of time with a nice looking blonde woman lately. Uh, from past interviews here on this podcast, it's clear that a lot of the guys here want to fuck you. Um, but talk to us <laughs> about your love life. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's good. It's good. I was. Uh, I showed her the clip. I think it was week one. We were like coming home from Mexico, and they were like, "I think Anthony's gone forever." Like, is this girl kidnapped? Or, like, what's going on? <laughs> but uh, she liked that. No, her name. Her name's Sloan. She's uh, she's great. We've been dating for just coming up on a year now. Wow. Congrats, guy. Awesome. Yeah, big moves. Big moves. What, was, the, was the Mexico trip President's Club? No, it was just our vacation. I wish it was President's Club because then it would have been fucking paid for. <laughs> that's right. That's what Joe and I are going on at the beginning of November. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Because we're You guys have some... You... <laughs> Oh boy, uh, you guys have some babies. Those are guys. Those are gonna be some beautiful babies, Anthony. Let me tell you, easy Ben. Beautiful babies, Ben. Go yep. ahead to your questions. <laughs> uh, what do I got here? Um, listen, Anthony, I do stereotype. Bro, is what you. I yeah, exactly. I stereotype you as a bro, and it's only because I base it on your Instagram mostly. Um. Because honestly, when you text, I'm like, okay, he's not bro at all. He does, like, when I actually talk to you, you're not bro at all. It's just like some of your pictures on Instagram. So please, anti-bro at, at this on this stage for everyone else. I was, I was ready to just like kind of jump down and be like, yo, I'm not a bro. I'm into this. I'm into that. And my friends who know me. But then I started to scale back, and I was like, uh, I work in tech sales in San Francisco. I like golf. I watch football every weekend. I'm just like. I'm well, bro, and listen, it's not, it's, it's like, being, first of all, yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing like it's just me having fun with you and giving you shit. I hope you know that it's nothing personal. And like I said, when I actually talked to you, I'm like, he's not like what I actually thought of him whatsoever. He's actually a very down to earth, chill guy. So just want to give you a stage to defend yourself. No, yeah, I do love when you're talking about like smash and bruise, and you're like, I could see Anthony doing that. And I used to go to Skaggs's apartment, <laughs> and I'd walk to the front door. He'd be like, "There's a uh, there's lick in the freezer because I couldn't take down a bunch <laughs> of because it was like up in my stomach holes." Yeah, it was great. We we go to some <laughs> civics games over there. It was sweet. Love that. 
should I keep going? Do I hear? Well, we've got a couple more. I don't know if you want to ask all these questions you got left on here, but no, I don't. But do you have any that you really want to ask before Anthony has I, to leave? I've gotten through all my questions, and I have named that league member ready. So I'd say pick uh, one or two questions, Ben. Let's go. Let's uh, let's just uh, let's talk about a big. You're a big gift guy. I'm also a big gift guy. Um, I think we all gifts. We're a big group chat. What is your favorite current gift, and what's your all-time favorite gift? Yeah, I think you know gifts are a great cop out to like not be super funny. You just like type in one word, and it does the Absolutely. most of the heavy heavy lifting for you. So yes. I've fallen into those. It's easy um, laughs. The one I sent today is I've been using a bunch. It's not necessarily a GIF. It's a short video of okay, yeah, of Donald that was Trump. hilarious. <laughs> I've never seen come. that before. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Uh, so that one's my my current favorite. I love that one. It's so applicable for a bunch of stuff, like with all my friends or like group chats. <laughs> um, but I did a little research. I went on Twitter, and if you go to GIF, it'll say like most used. And my most mm. used one was was Brandon Crawford flipping his hair. And that makes sense, right? Yeah. Instead of instead of again, instead of like being funny, I just would like post a gif on Twitter of Brandon Crawford after he like hit a home run or a sick play. And in under ten seconds, Scott Lerner would like it. Like just instantly would know what it was about. And so that was always that's always like a good like when you get now, a bump when you get like a fist bump from Scott, even if it's virtual, like you feel kind of good about yourself because he's like probably you know, like Mr. Cool in the league. He's like <laughs> you know, like he just like the smooth operator. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is he mom? So that's a good one. Dad on Twitter. He's dad. <laughs> He's dad. Okay. He's dad. That's a great question, though. I get confused as well. <laughs> that's a good follow-up question. When he's on, when make... he's on the air, you for sure can ask him where that where that comes about. <laughs> just that to make it, sure, you know, it is too bad from confirmation there. Mom is Max Hillman, and it is too okay. bad that he originally declined his invitations to Dynasty Kings because he would have been a funny member of this league as well. Um, you can no have him on one uh, to, for an interview or something like that. Yeah, maybe in a, I think we'll have enough weeks to do that. Actually, that'll be a good time. Um, <laughs> speaking of gifts, what's your favorite gift, Ben? Wow, I ooh. You don't have I really like that. Ben Roethlisberger gift that I sent you the other day, where he's yeah. like, ooh, like, oh, and he's yeah, he, yeah, yeah I really like. Also, Bruce Arians, where he like tilts his head to the side really quickly, like in surprise. Yeah. That one's hilarious too. So yeah, those are two okay. great ones. I, I like the one, ahead, the old Miss guy. What the old Miss guy when he oh, like, where he's recovers waving. that fumble and he's waving. That's a funny one. That's my whenever I want to make a trade with Ben. That's I send him an air blare. <laughs> I send him just that one. <laughs> and to be honest, with you that almost works half the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that one actually. I'll have to look it up. It's good. Uh, we'll send you it. It's good. I want to I want to give a quick gift shout out here. Uh, I asked Mary Carol, the girl I've been hanging out with, what's your favorite kind of sandwich? So she says turkey, provolone, lettuce, onion, tomato, chipotle mayo, on ciabatta bread, pressed. And I responded with the gift of Jessica Alba pulling over the covers and inviting someone to bed, like with one finger. And I thought that was just an outstanding use of it. <laughs> it is a sandwich because um, we're both big sandwich people. Dude, is she the one? Is she the one? We're not even technically dating, Anthony. Feel, uh, feels so like it. 
wouldn't like to get ahead of myself that well, but um, I sent her a shotgun uh, beer video, so you know things are getting pretty serious. If she Sandwiches. responds back with one, then it's it's over. It's she, game she, over. She laughed. She doesn't use gifts herself very often. Um, some people, it's just not in their repertoire. You know, some people just aren't ready for it. But uh, but no, she was fired up. Sex, you can't. Yeah, that's the one thing I would have in bed with you, Ben. Um, we're gonna not too much to condiments that, though. <laughs> name that league member, and uh, we're gonna start with Anthony for the first guess, and then Ben, you're gonna get the second guess. Okay. So this league member in eighth grade was playing for the middle school league championship. It's Joe. It's got to be Joe. And basketball. I don't know if I clarified that. Sorry. Ooh. And uh, I know who it is. Their team was down by three points, and this person got fouled. Sorry, 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 sorry. They were down by one point. This person got fouled shooting a three, so had three free throws left with one second to win the game, and they missed all three. Oh, name no. That, <laughs> name that league member, Anthony. Oh, man. Did they cry? That's my follow-up question. I uh, can't confirm or deny. Oh, man. Um, it's not Bosco because he's nails. Um, Down one, three free throws, one second left. Who would be pulling up for three in a middle school game? Wow. Oh, yeah, I, I, I had an idea, but I don't have it. I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, Zach. I'm just gonna say Zach because let's ride that train. <laughs> I love the guess. I don't know when yeah, Zach's basketball career ended, but it must have been early. That's incorrect. Because <laughs> um, he's short. Ben, go ahead. And so I just want to. Well, actually, no, because that's gonna make it easier for me. Uh, man, I thought it was Rob. Rob wouldn't. Hell. Um, so. With Travis. Similar answer. Not sure when he quit playing basketball, but it was at a young age, not because he's small, because he's too loped. Um, yes. The answer was yours truly, Andrew Skaggs. Oh, oh, Andrew. The Marin Middle School League against Miller Creek. Kai Courtright defending. Fellow oh, grad. I, trust me, I have no idea how I pulled up for three in a late second, because it was an ISO play. We were down one. I was the best player on our team. Got the ball to the top of the key. Just went. Why I shot a three? I don't know. Why I got fouled shooting a three with one second left? Who fucking knows? <laughs> uh, yeah, we stepped up there, and we uh, we missed all three. The only positive out of that is I started working on my free throws. Uh, got the I was going to say, maybe they fouled you because they, they knew you were going to miss all three. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but... <laughs> That's that's a tough strategy. Look, um, hack a skags. Yeah, middle school. I was about fifty percent at that time. Got better eventually, but yeah, tough moment. Respect, Damn. respect. Damn. Hey, Anthony, uh, I really want to appreciate you coming on here. It was awesome, honestly. You were so somebody. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Ben, you need to like be careful calling people buddy. You're gonna get smacked. <laughs> <laughs> like straight up. You're the only one, dude, pal. 
Dude, pe- people don't like it, I promise you. And even though we're friends, <laughs> like, you have to have a certain friendship where you know Buddy's okay, you know? And it's okay, not like, pal. Like a, it's not like a strength of friendship thing. I'm just saying it's got to be like, you know, like Corey Boschansik. It's like, hey, bud. You know, that's like a, you know, respect thing. But like Buddy, like, that's something I would call Zach, you know, like, out of disrespect. <laughs> Um, it was no disrespect, I promise. It, it, and I understand, and I'm just saying, be careful out there in the big wide world. Thank you. Uh, anything else? That's all I've got. Go Chanticleers. Maybe. Bang bang. All right, see you guys. Ben's lost confidence. Let's have a great night, boys. Peace. <laughs>